0: Hi, and welcome to the secret sauce of selling podcast, the ultimate guide and sales gym to unlocking the secrets of successful selling. I'm your host, James Abraham, and I'm excited to be here with you today to share insights, tactics, and strategies, attitudes, behaviors, and techniques to help you take your sales performance and sales leadership game to the next level. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This week, I have a super duper special guest. And I'm used to being on the other side of this and uh, a total honor to have Mike Montague on the show today. Welcome, Mike.
1: Hey, James. So great to be here. I'm excited to talk about uh, VUCA and uh, Magic Sales Leader. Oh no, uh, that's what you talk about on my podcast. Uh, I won't steal your You have, a good, you have a good memory, man. That's a, that
0: is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for coming. I am so excited to have you And just have this other way around. And by the way, I mean, uh, you know, you're probably going to be measuring up my podcast host skills, and I would appreciate some feedback at the end. Okay? We're always looking to get Well,
1: I'm rarely a guest, so same
0: way. We'll talk afterwards, see how we did. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's start. Uh, Mike, why don't you give everybody uh, an idea of uh, who you are and what you do and how you got to where you are today, and then we'll jump into this really interesting topic that we've chosen for this
1: episode. Well, that's awesome. My uh, journey with Sandler is a really long one. So I'll give you the abbreviated version, which is my dad loved psychology and he found Sandler training when I was a junior in high school. So I took my first professional sales training at about 15 years old. Uh, But in my 20s, I didn't think I could go around telling, you know, 40, 60 year old owners of companies what they should do with their sales team. Uh, So instead, I got into internet marketing and radio, and I went into business owners' offices and told them what they should do with their websites uh, instead. And unfortunately, it took me about 10 years to realize, oh, you idiot, that's the same thing. That's the same conversation. (laughs) It's just about uh, something else. So uh, at about 30, that was uh, 13 years ago, uh, I started full-time with Sandler as a, a trainer in Kansas City. And then I wrote a book called LinkedIn, The Sandler Way where we show salespeople how to use LinkedIn to actually start sales conversations instead of just for marketing and blasting messages out to people. And that got the attention of our president and CEO, David Matson, and he hired me full time to do uh, basically content marketing brand ambassador for Sandler. So I write a lot of blogs. I do a lot of podcasts. Like since you're listening to a podcast, you might want to check out the How to Succeed podcast. Uh, there's over 600 episodes, over 3 million downloads. It's an awesome resource for sales uh, leaders and managers as well. And uh, I'm just having a great time living the dream. Get to do all the cool, fun things that uh, I like to do. I never turn down a chance to be behind a microphone. And I love talking about personal growth.
0: I love it. That's awesome. And today's topic is the role of humanity
1: in a world of AI. Tell us a little bit more about that topic. I was lucky to be born at the perfect time, I think. I have grown up with technology. So my mom won a computer in a radio station contest in like 1985, 86. And as a seven-year-old, I had to learn how to program the computer in order to play any games on it because there weren't programs or anything. So some of us are old enough to remember that time, but my Apple IIc computer uh, didn't really even have floppy disks that did anything. They basically just started up Uh, And you had to figure out how to run it. So uh, that was kind of my entry into technology. And ever since then, I've just been growing up with it. So I was on the radio when social media came out. And obviously, it was cool. I got to have tens of thousands of fans and and followers on uh, MySpace. I was crushing it on MySpace, James. Uh, I was so sad when they went down. Uh, But then Facebook and LinkedIn and and everything else that brought me to the book and leveraging social media for, for salespeople. But I've also built over 200 websites, and I just really kind of understand technology and and how to use it. And I feel like we're at an interesting time here where we have to make some choices now. If you haven't already, I have a separate phone that I take on vacation that doesn't have any apps on it. Uh, It's called the Mm -hmm. light phone, and you can just call and make text messages on it. That's it. It's a phone. Uh, So the rest of the time, I eliminate distractions. I regularly take digital detoxes to... Uh, for my mental health and, and productivity when I'm writing or, or stuff like that. And I think in a world with AI now, we really have to decide what do we want robots and computer programs to do? And what do we want humans to do? And I think in sales and leadership, this is gonna be a really interesting question now. Up until now, we could kind of kick the down, can down the road and be like, well, computers can't make a phone call, computers can't sell for us, computers can't lead a team. Well, they're getting closer and closer. If not in the next like two years, certainly in the next five to ten, that could be a real possibility. And then we have to decide: should computers sell? Should computers lead people? And that's a, a different question that I think we've been asking up to this point.
0: Yeah, I feel that um, past few months and um, Q1 2023, um, Q2, in a very short period of time uh there's a lot of pressure that's being put on sellers one is because of the economic downturn as called, And so yeah. sellers are now under pressure before they were enjoying order taking they were enjoying the good life um but now suddenly well wait a second they some most of them have never experienced anything like this before maybe at the beginning of covid but then that shifted very fast and you know covid was a good blessing for many businesses and so they just went into order taking mode again and so now um, they're getting that pressure of, wait, we actually need to sell. Yeah. So, and now that's even enhanced. And the pressure they're getting is, will I be replaced? And, and that can be scary. Because, I mean, if you, I, well, do you know the stat of how, what is the value of, of, the, of the sales industry? I think there's a number. There's like 60 billion number or something. Is there a number for that?
1: Uh, there is. I don't know the actual number, but it's huge. Number. I, at least in the United States, I know it's the number one profession. Like 13% of people are salespeople right now. And some of the projections are entrepreneurs. up to 90% can be replaced with AI. If you're a, a yep. bad salesperson, I would be worried. And so I think now's the time to upskill your game, make sure you're, you're better, make sure you're having conversations that matter. Because if you're just reading off of a script in a, a telemarketing uh, call center, we can make robots do that.
0: Oh, yeah. And and also, I think today, I mean, I've talked to so many, like, oh, I just got this script from ChatGPT. And I said, mm. really? Let's hear, it. Let's hear it. Now, Chat ChatGPT is pretty good. It's pretty cool. But what I heard from that salesperson was a disastrous tone. I'm like, oh, my God, well, good luck with that. <laughs> but, you know, so it's, it's it, I think it's one is knowing how to use these tools, but two, Um, it's constantly staying ahead, um, making sure that you, that you cannot be replaced. And I think that's the biggest challenge salespeople have today when they ask themselves, how can I make sure that I'm not replaced? And that's that imposter syndrome, if you may. Um, so what are your thoughts around, around that? What, what do you believe salespeople should or could be doing these days to make sure that they will not be They're not replaceable. that that they're ahead of the curve.
1: I love that. I have three things here real quick. First of all, Steve Jobs said way back in the 80s, uh, they did a study about the most efficient animals on the the planet. Have you heard this one? Uh, So they measured like a hundred mile trip. Who could make that the easiest, uh, most efficient, like an elephant, a human, a a camel, uh, an eagle? It turns out the condor was number one. Condor uses very little energy. It can basically like coast and just uh, float its way all the way there. It needs very little food, water, air, uh, and it can make the trip. Humans were about a third of the way down the list. So um, it's interesting because, um, you know, that's not bad. That's pretty efficient. You give us uh, water and uh, some uh, food. And we're pretty much good to go Uh, and we could go a pretty, pretty long ways. But somebody had the foresight to check a human on a bicycle and human on a bicycle can even beat a condor on the hundred mile trip. So lesson number one here is humans with tools outperform humans without tools. But they also generally outperform robots and other tools by themselves. Because when you combine the human intuition, creativity, knowing when to break the rules with the efficiency and scale of technology and tools and robots and the leverage you can create with tools that that help assist you, uh, much like the tools for, for this podcast and, and others, we get to have a conversation we couldn't have otherwise, right? So humans with tools are most efficient. And I think we need to give them equal weight going forward. Second thing is, we mentioned ChatGPT. And I think there's a danger here when we aggregate all of this information, like ChatGPT studies all of the scripts that are out there on the internet, and then gives you an average. So it's not giving you the best possible cold calling script, right? It's giving you the average one. And most salespeople stink, Most people write bad scripts. So in order to increase that, we need to apply our human knowledge, our instinct, and our experience to what's giving us an up level, upskill that, raise it up a level uh, to get to the next game. And the third one, I think, is you mentioned tonality, that the problem most people have when they even read a script or they're using tools is they become a robot. And it's terrible, we've been training humans to do this for over a hundred years now, that about uh, 120 years ago or so, Henry Ford and the plants and in in Germany and other places, they needed humans to be robots because we didn't have robots or computers. So we developed this whole school system and everything else to train people, to follow instructions, to check boxes, to uh, keep going eight hours a day so we could run three shifts of our robot uh, human machines. And it didn't allow for creativity. It didn't enhance those skills. It's, I, I feel like the same thing is happening now. People are not becoming better communicators because all of this technology, social media, apps, and direct messages have defaulted and turned us into robots. So if we don't bring our passion, energy, and enthusiasm, we're not bringing our humanity to the, the sales and leadership process.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think salespeople and anyone out there, I apologize if I offend anybody, It's where I might offend <laughs> someone. So I apologize if I offend anybody. But I mean, I've been doing, I've been in, I'm, I've been in sales for the past thirty plus years, and there's one thing I've noticed. Salespeople have a tendency to cut corners, and sometimes to be a little lazy. I'm not saying it in a bad word. I myself. We'll admit that I am lazy from time to time. We're human. It can be and, a good uh, skill,
1: too. It can be an asset sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean if you do you're
0: really good at it and you're able to generate revenue, then you know, good to you. I love it. Teach me, I want to learn. <laughs> but if you think and, and you know what I think a lot of people have done really well because they were looking for the shortcut, right? But I think salespeople um tend to lean on AI as a means of cutting a corner or slacking off or taking a shortcut or being a little more lazy and and that's okay. Um and you mentioned it right now you just said it you know that's that empathy piece and the, the 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 tonality and um Steve Jobs like I got this Steve Jobs once said I don't make phones we we don't make phones we build robots that build phones.
1: Mm there you go.
0: Yeah. And um I think these days sales professionals are struggling to figure out how they can leverage this stuff, how it can work for them, not them work for it. And yeah, you just mentioned it on on, on the script. We're turning they're turning into ro- their own robots, and and that's pretty scary for them. And so I want to take this conversation a little bit um, towards what does salespeople have that robots don't? What does salespeople? What should salespeople have that AI cannot give them? What are your thoughts? Yeah.
1: Uh, I think there are uh, a few things. So the first one I, I mentioned was the ability to break the rules. Again, robots are, uh, we call them Tammies, uh here. It's, it's an acronym, T-A-M. It's a totally autonomous moron. The program is doing exactly what it was designed to do, which means when it gets data outside of the range, it's possible. So even if we have a really good number, if we say 80% of buyers buy when you say this, this, and this, the robot could do it, but that's still one in five buyers who would be turned off by you saying that. So the human intuition right now is the interesting one that can tell uh, when to say that, when to stop the the sales call, call a timeout and reset because it's not going well. And we can see all of those uh, tonality issues, the micro expressions, and we can say something's not right here. We need to change our tactic. We need to learn and grow from this. We need to stop our presentation and go in a different direction. And I think that human intuition is still more powerful than the uh, AI intuition. It doesn't mean we can't add to it. There's really cool tools that can add to all of those things and maybe show you some things that you missed as a human too. But being able to read those and interpret the data, I still think is more interesting as a human. What, What do you think?
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I I I always say um you know as long as there's n- there's nothing you know as long as in artificial e- em- emotional intelligence isn't out there then we're okay. Right? Because right. at the end of the day and you know we're sound people people buy from people people buy from people they like people buy from people they trust. And um and I think we have and this is my little prop I like to use from time to time. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Look <laughs> and for those listeners and viewers who are not aware you see the human brain is not designed for 2023 it's designed for 100,000 BC 200,000 BC it's it's designed for survival not for success and those that, that are enhancing their brain for success they're just starting to fire and wire their neurons in a certain way that will help them achieve what they want and and there's something called um uh, neuron mirroring, um, if anyone knows what that mm-hmm. is. And it's basically, yeah. It's, and, and that's something that machines cannot change. They can't control that. Um, that, that It's out of the game. And, and even over Zoom, even over virtual, uh, virtual selling, it, it works. But I think the problem is that most sellers aren't aware of the powerful tools that they already acquire. They have in them genetically, biologically, physiologically. And what they're doing is they're leaning on these shortcuts, hoping that. And so, I mean, I, that's just my two cents when it comes to this stuff. When you know you, the topic is the role of humanity in a world of AI, and I think each seller needs to really ask themselves, "What is my role? What is my role? What am I? What am I here to do? I mean, just to, just make a sale, get a commission, and then make do it all over again,
1: <laughs> or build relationships, drive opportunities well, through the I, funnel with sufficient." Yeah, I was going to jump in and give you one more, which is I think. Um, listening is an interesting one that sometimes it's also not about what you say. It's not about the output. It's about having another human there to listen to you, explain your problems and to help connect with you emotionally, uh, about it. Now, there are some interesting things about AI and other, uh, chatbots and things that for, um, like let's say humans with, um, uh, Alzheimer's or things that the robots can actually be a lot more patient in getting the same question over and over a uh, hundred times and can help individuals in that situation. But I think an epith- uh, empathetic human in a sales call or in a leadership conversation is much more powerful, even just listening. I don't know about you, but I hate when I have to talk to my uh, Google or Alexa device yeah. because, and I'm giving up on McDonald's now. Uh, here next to me, uh, doesn't have people. It has robot order takers, and it I'm done. I was like, I can't do that. I don't want to talk to uh, a machine. I don't feel like it's actually listening, even if it's hearing the words that I'm saying. And it's a subtle difference. In some cases, it might not matter if you're ordering a commodity, but. If you're in an emotional state and you need someone to solve your problem and you want a customer service rep or a customer success agent to help you solve a problem, you don't want a robot at this point. And so it's an evolutionary thing, right? I mean,
0: that's what I'm saying. I think that salespeople are really just freaking out. And what they're doing is they're gravitating towards something that they have zero control over, right? And there's the only thing we can control. We can't control AI. We can't control our prospects. We can only control our own behaviors and ourselves. And I think a lot of times what's happening is people just are struggling to find their place. They're struggling to understand the gifts they have. They see their gifts yeah. as a curse. They're thinking, Wow, I'm under pressure and I'm getting all emotional in the sales process. Instead of thinking sales, well, wait a second, if I'm getting emotional, that means the buyer can get emotional. Let's get him emotional. Why should I be emotional? And why don't I use what I've got in order to flip that over? And I think people go throughout their career without even realizing that. Uh and that's a kind of sad right. side but
1: Yeah, I love I don't think it's Steve Jobs this time, but I don't remember who said it. But when they're developing software in Silicon Valley, they have this saying that it's not a bug. It's a feature. Mm. And so (laughs) the things that make us human are not our weaknesses. Those are the strengths. Right. And so we need to understand that the messiness of that is when we need to use humanity. We need to humans to jump in when it gets messy if it's all simple and organized and in a nice neat row, and you just want to go on Amazon and buy some toilet paper or whatever, fine, go do that. That's simple. It's orderly when you're stuck and you don't know what to buy, or you don't know, uh, which, you know, um, college to send your kid to or something. That's probably not an online purchase, right? That's somebody that we need to talk to humans and counselors, and it's a multifaceted issue. And I think those will be around for a long time, but Those jobs are available for high level sellers and professionals, not people who are looking to get paid to read scripts and and be told what to do. It's the people that can work in that uncertainty and work when nobody knows what to do and figure that problem. Absolutely. So for any sellers
0: out there, guys, just the solutions in your own mind, your solutions in your own heart. Look into inside yourself, see what you can, what you're most, probably most afraid of. That's probably where you'll find uh, uh, the solution to stay ahead of the curve. Mike, it's the time for me to ask you, what is your
1: secret sauce for selling? Well, it's probably not going to be a surprise at this point, but I think for me, it's the flexibility. Um, I just grew up in an interesting household. My dad was super business, super professional from a long line of salespeople, all boys, very ordered, very kind of military, uh, militaristic uh, and stuff too. And my mom came, her grandmother was a piano teacher and they're all females and they're all artists and uh, very unusual like fashion designers and, and creators and, and speakers. And so I feel like I got the best of both worlds. And even in high school, I was like an athlete and I was on the science knowledgeable team and uh, nerding out in in the math camp uh, in the summers. And that flexibility gave me a superpower to be able to relate and talk to anybody and and deal with a lot of different situations.
0: That's awesome. Different people, different styles, different reasons. I love it, and you are definitely a master of communication. That's for sure. Um, This is a good point for us to just mention our sponsors, Novacy. Novacy unlocks behavioral insights from virtual meetings to close more business, and it really records what's really happening, what is being said, what isn't being said, and uh, does use AI. Does use AI for uh, intelligence. Um, and insights on body language and verbal communication.
1: Um, I think that's so uh, cool too. That's the chance to like add those insights to your human selling. That's another tool that you can leverage uh, to add to your own human awareness of what. Yeah, and
0: if you company. think about it, I think these days a lot of people are like um, they're more about, well, did my prospect like me? Do you, does he <laughs> like my product? Right? I'm like, well, let's figure out right now, does he? have a problem? And is he in pain? Is he emotionally attached to it? You know, how bad does he need a solution to the problem? Because um I find that, and, and I'm sure a lot of listeners here, prospects like to sugarcoat everything.
1: Yeah. Well, and salespeople love to get happy ears too, right? They love to hear yep. only the positive stuff that happened, which again, yep. is not necessarily a bug. That's a feature. Their enthusiasm and their excitement about the deal is what helps. But we also need that neutral objective third party listening to the call and giving us data on what actually
0: 100%, 100%. Mike, is there anything interesting you're listening to or watching any movie play? I mean, I, we've had some amazing stuff here. Anything, a book, um, a podcast. I know you, you're, you're like, you you've got a great podcast and we're going to mention
1: that in a moment, but <laughs>
0: anything uh, out of the ordinary that you're listening to recently.
1: Probably not out of the ordinary, but I'm a big fan of like witty comedies and stuff that makes you feel good. So there's a new se- season of Ted Lasso out. I- I'm watching that every time it drops. Um, Better Call Saul uh, just dropped a-, a new season on Netflix as well, but that's an amazing one for sales. Uh, I feel like almost every character in the show, watch it when you watch an episode of Better Call Saul, every character tries to use the least amount of words possible. Except for Saul Goodman. He uses the most amount of words possible. (laughs) But there's some great uh, great sales and and interesting influencing tips on that one. And then uh, Shrinking on Apple TV, uh, too. Ted Lasso and Shrinking are on Apple TV. They're by the same producer, but Shrinking is like the uh, sort of dirtier, more adult version of Ted Lasso. And it's got a lot of psychology principles in it. Mm. So I, I love learning that stuff, too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Mike, um, thank you so
0: much, and just give us another shout out on your podcast so that uh, listeners can uh, can uh, kind of uh, su- subscribe to that. I'm, I'm I'm addicted to the How to Succeed uh, How to Succeed podcast, and um, why don't you give us an idea again of uh,
1: uh, the podcast? Yeah, us- weekly podcast with sales and leadership experts from around the world, uh, like James here, but also. Uh, famous authors, speakers, uh, interesting thought leaders talking about how to succeed at anything. So it might be how to succeed at doing a TED Talk or a a public speaking engagement. Might be how to succeed at having a difficult conversation with your employee or or letting somebody go or how to hire the right person. All kinds of cool topics. There's over 600 of them you can search for, but wherever you're listening or watching this, uh, search for how to succeed. I bet it's there and uh, give it a shot. I would love it. Awesome.
0: Mike, you're the best. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. See you next time. We'll definitely have you back in the future. And to the listeners, thanks so much uh, for tuning in. Good selling, do the right things for the right reasons, and uh, we'll see you next time.